Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hey, hey, you are listening to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. My name is Bree Mitchell. I am the host of the show as well as the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care. Brown Girl Self-Care is a space for Black women, who are intentionally blooming as we do the work of honoring our wholeness, our healing, and our humanity. And we do these things in a world that does not honor those things in us. Um, In today's episode, I want to talk about self-confidence. I want to talk about self-confidence. And I want to have this conversation because, real talk, this is something that I still struggle with. This is something that I still struggle with. So I... I just want to, you know, affirm you today, talk a little bit about self-confidence, give you a few takeaways that hopefully you can carry into the rest of your day, the rest of your week, uh, the rest of the year. If you are someone that is struggling with forgiving yourself, struggling with um, just, you know, self-confidence, struggling with still healing, uh, doing the work of healing your inner child um, and doing the work of, of loving yourself, if you're struggling with those things, you know, this is this is the episode that might help you to see things uh, from a new perspective. So before I get started, as I tend to try to do, I want to first and foremost say thank you for being the best part of this ep- or the, the best part of this community, the best part of this community. Just you listening to the podcast every Monday. Um, it's awesome. It's amazing. So that's first thing. Second thing I want to do is let you know what I did for self-care in the last few days or the last week or so. And there's been several things, but I guess what I can say is I bought some plants for my living room. Actually, it was a, it's been a few weeks now. Uh, one of them is a fiddle leaf plant. I got a prayer plant and I got a, I got something else, a lily peace lily I'm not even sure but possibly possibly that's what I got a peace lily plant and um I got these things because I am really doing my best to be intentional about creating what feels like a safe and inviting and nat- more natural space for me I have come to realize that something about me and this honestly doesn't make any <laughs> doesn't make any sense but um something about me that I have come to understand as of late is that I really really love nature 
I really, really do. I'm not sure what it is, but I have this connection to, like, for example, when I go for a walk, and I know I look like a weirdo when I go outside and take a walk, but I'm the person that's walking down the street, and I'm not looking at my phone. And you know, it's funny because when I took my walk today, um, a lot of people that I passed, and this is not a judging kind of thing, this is just an observation, a few, several people that I passed, they were looking at their phone as they walked. And I've done that too, because sometimes I'm looking for a podcast to listen to, or I'm trying to find my place in a book uh, on, on Audible or things of that nature. So of course, I don't know what they were doing. They could have been texting. They could have, who knows what they were doing. But I noticed that a lot of people look at their phone while they're taking their walk. And I'm telling you this because I'm the person that's not. <laughs> I'm the person that is walking with her face either pointed up to the sun if it's uh, or pointed up to the sky if it's like a really pretty day or even a gray day. Even if it's a gray day, I appreciate the nuances of just how the sky looks, whether it's gray or white or cloudy or sunny or whatever the case may be. No clouds. I just, I don't know. I just like to look up and look at the sky um, while I'm walking. It it just helps to ground me, if that makes sense, um, while also helping me to be just very in the moment and appreciative of God's creation, honestly. It, it still, <laughs> as funny as it may sound, it still astounds me that it just, it still astounds me just how beautiful outside is. Does that make sense? Um, So I'm either looking at the sky. um, Sometimes I'm looking down at the ground. I'm looking at rocks or dirt or um, things like that. I'm also looking down sometimes because I really, even though I don't like a lot of noises, I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast episode, maybe last week, um, when I talked about how I got the loop earplugs, which have really been helpful. Um, I like certain sounds, like the sound of my tennis shoes crunching on like gravel or crunching on the dirt. I really like that sound when I'm outside walking, just that little crunchy sound. I really like that. So I'm either looking up, I'm looking down, or if there's trees, I'm looking at the trees, y'all. I'm looking at the trees like a weirdo. I'm out here looking at at the trees. And I know people are probably like, what in the hell is she looking at? But I'm looking at the trees and they're just, they're just so subtly beautiful. Like, just the different colors and like one of my favorite color combinations in nature is a really, really dark wood tree, like oak, like not oak tree, but like a really dark tree. I don't know if it's oak or whatever, but it's a dark, dark wood. And then it's leaves are just like this really pretty shade of light green, like, um, like a really pale light green. Hopefully you can see that color combination in your mind. But I saw a tree like that the other day and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. And then there's other trees that I've seen where there's no leaves, but the way that the, not the sticks, what are they called? The branches, just with even without the leaves, it's just so pretty to me. It's just so pretty to me. I know I sound really corny. I'm not making an apology for that. I'm just saying, I know that I, I probably do sound corny, but I really don't care. I just really have come to appreciate just the beauty 
that is around me when I am intentional about noticing it. So I want to challenge you, if you take walks outside, if you are on your phone for part of the time, I want to challenge you to just put your phone in your pocket, put your, your uh, podcast on or put a, put a book on or your music or whatever it is, if you want to listen to something. Sometimes I just put in my ear, my earbuds, <laughs> my AirPods, and I don't have anything playing because I don't want anybody to talk to me. <laughs> I don't want anybody to talk to me. Not that anybody's trying to talk to me, but I'm just saying, like, I just don't want to be bothered. This is my time. It's my alone time to just connect with myself and connect with the beauty of what is. Does that make sense? So I don't I don't want really any distractions. Um, plus, I still have this kind of like awkward thing where when people are coming towards me, I'm trying to like... <laughs> read their face is it a friendly face is it a harsh face (laughs) you know what I'm saying like so I'm still kind of doing that thing I'm just very aware of like the different faces and I'm just like "Mm, I don't know if this is someone I want to talk to or not so I just like put my airpods in sometimes I'm listening to something sometimes I turn off the the music or whatever but I keep them in and I just I allow myself to kind of go within so I want to challenge you to do that too if you're a distracted walker first of all yay for you for getting outside let's not forget that Let's not forget the fact that you're going outside and taking a walk, however you do it, right? But I want to challenge you, if possible, to spend some time off your phone and just get into the beauty around you. Get into the beauty around you, the sights, the sounds, the sky, the ground, the butterflies that are flit, flit, flitting around, the trees, the grass, the leaves, like all of that, right? Just just get into it and see that you how much better you feel when you return after you've taken that walk and you did take some time to kind of ground yourself in that way. I promise you, you're going to love it. I promise you, you, you will love it more than you will miss your phone and in, in texting. Does that make sense? Or scrolling while you walk or whatever. Um, we have the best thing right in front of our eyes. Like I know that scrolling on social media is very, very, very addictive, but I can promise you that there is nothing as beautiful that you can, there is nothing as beautiful than what you can see with your own eyes while you're in, in that experience or in that environment. Nothing on social media is going to compare to what you can see with your own eyes. Does that make sense? So I want to challenge you to get into that walk, honey. If you take a walk during this week, I really want you to be intentional about putting your phone down, keep it in your pocket for a part of the way and just seeing how that serves you. Okay. But my point is that, um, I really want to create this safe space for myself. So I'm just trying to bring in plants and things like that, that help me to feel good. And I was going to say the irony of this is even though I really do love nature, y'all, y'all, I, I don't, I, I still am so uncomfortable with like bugs, spiders, bugs there was there's these big old mosquitoes flying around now I think they're mosquitoes and I just like I can't I just I can't I I it makes me so uncomfortable to see bugs and stuff like that so I'm really doing my best to figure out how to be okay with nature So I'm doing my best to bring things into my home here and there so I can get more comfortable. And even as much as I love being in nature and looking at stuff, there's there's sometimes 
and I know this is gonna sound really weird, but sometimes like even touching plants, it it weirds me out sometimes, like touching the leaves and stuff, because I feel <laughs> I don't know if I'm sounding really crazy the more that I talk, but I hear what I'm saying, but just go with it, y'all. <laughs> but something about touching the plants, because it's like this living thing and sometimes it feels so beautiful to touch it and then sometimes it just really creeps me out so I'm saying that to say that I know that as much as I am starting to really appreciate nature more and more there is still a part of me that is disconnected from it there is still a part of me that has never really been in touch with it and so now as an adult I have to reacclimate myself you know to nature I have to um allow myself to tap into those things because it is nature. It is natural. It's me, you know, that has been very like far removed from what is natural. It's me that has been put out of touch with what is natural. So I have to find ways to just get back into alignment with the flow of life, the flow of nature. And the simplest thing for me to do that is to invite plants into my space and obviously taking my walks and things like that. Um, I'm looking forward to the day where I can actually go on. I don't even know if it's really technically a hike, but I'm looking forward to the day where I can really go outside and let's call it a hike. Really just start taking some hikes and um, things like that. Um, that's something that I want to start doing this year if possible or at the most or at the at the latest next year. I want to start taking like some real walks in nature, not ones that are necessarily in the city, but some that are kind of like a little bit removed from the city. I would love to be able to walk somewhere and see a waterfall. I think if I saw a waterfall, I would lose my damn mind, y'all. I really really would. Um so all of that to say, that is what I did for self-care this week. I invited some more plants um, into my home and I'm doing my best to nurture them. I'm doing my best to, you know, listen to what they're saying or like um, figure out what their needs are that will help them to bloom. Because I feel like when we are able to take care of plants to me, it's like we're also taking care of ourselves. Did you see that documentary called, um, was it called In Our Mother's Gardens? In Our Mother's Gardens or something about Our Mother's Gardens. I forget the exact name. This is a documentary that came out maybe a few years ago. And it was a really, really beautiful documentary. It was either on Netflix or Hulu. I can't recall which one. But maybe they gave me that idea of the fact that when we are tending to nature, like we're also tending to ourselves. So the more that I am able to love and appreciate and be in connection and community with even the simplest of things like plants, which are not honestly very simple, um, I feel like the more it grounds me, it allows me to take care of myself. It allows me to learn how that I can best bloom um, and just be connected with, with life, right? And the ebbs and flows of life, the ups and downs, the different seasons and, and all of that stuff. So that is what I've been doing for self-care as of late. So let's go ahead and jump into the meat and potatoes of today's episode. So 
You know, I had a realization very recently. It was like, you know how something just hits your spirit? You just get like this this feeling or this message in your spirit. That's what happened to me recently. And the thought that I had was seemingly out of the blue, but it but obviously it's really not. But the thought that popped into my head seemingly very randomly was you don't have to be a scared little girl anymore. When I tell you that that thought floored me, like it snatched my soul all the way up (laughs) and gently sat it back down in my body. I can't remember what I was doing at the time. I honestly don't recall. I might have been reading a book. I might have been watching TV. I, I feel like when you let yourself rest, when you do things that are good for your body, good for your mind and things like that, it strengthens you not only on the outside, but it's part of the healing work for your inside, for your, your mental health, for your emotional health as well. And when we allow distractions to kind of fall away, um, we get these messages. We get these messages. So I don't recall exactly what I was doing. I would love to be able to say it came to me while I was on a walk. I do not remember. But I do remember having that that thought, which was, I do not have to be the scared little girl anymore. And I feel like somebody needs to hear that today. I don't know exactly what you might have experienced. I don't know where you might be right now in in your life. But I feel like there's healing that needs to happen um, when it comes to just like our inner child. My inner child. I've, I've shared a bit about my childhood. I've shared a bit about my childhood. And... One of the reasons why I do this podcast, one of the reasons why I started Brown Girl Self-Care is because I realized that a lot of us, we just, we went, we went through a lot. And because of that, we have a lot of healing to do. And I tried to avoid that for a very long time. I'm at a point in my life where I realize that there are some things within my power because I know that we can't control everything. We can't. That's just it's just never going to happen. But there are some things within my power that I can do. And so, of course, I've been doing the work. So for me, the work includes uh, being in community with other people, um, allowing my creativity to shine through. Um, journaling, walking, just all those kinds of things. And, and even the work for me includes being still. Stillness. Stillness for me is a huge, huge part of my healing journey. Being still, not doing all the things. That's a huge part of my healing journey. But in any case, um, just that thought that it was like this aha moment. It was just like this realization that I had out of the blue that told me I do not have to be the scared little girl for me and I or anymore and I can't tell you how liberating 
when I, when I thought that, how liberating that was for me to have that kind of like bubble up within my spirit. It was very liberating. It was very liberating because for pretty much my entire life, I've run on autopilot, allowing that hurt part of me to dictate everything that I've done up to this point. Well, before I started doing the healing work, I guess I should clarify, but you know what I mean. Up to this point, that hurt little girl, that scared little girl, she ran the show. She had to be in charge to keep me safe. But that thought that I don't have to be that version of her anymore popped up and it was just very freeing. It was very liberating for me. And I feel like that is totally connected to this whole idea for me about self-confidence. Self-confidence is something that I have struggled with for my entire life. My entire life, I have struggled with self-confidence. And I know I've shared this before, but just like the feelings of low self-worth. I wasn't worthy. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't this. I wasn't that. There was just a whole bunch of stuff whole bunch of stuff. And this, this, the point of this episode is not to necessarily get into that or rehash any of that, but just so you know, it was just a whole bunch of stuff that led to me feeling like I was not good enough. I shouldn't be here. I wasn't smart enough. I didn't do the, I didn't do all the things good enough. I just, you know, was a, excuse my French, a fuck up. Right. I was just messing. I was just Like, what was the point of me being here? And all of that internalized stuff manifested into me just really not having any confidence. Now, I could fake my confidence with the best of them. because I feel a lot like a lot of us, and I'm not a therapist, obviously, this is just my observation. Uh, A lot of us are walking around masking. We've talked about this before. Masking, pretending to be confident, pretending to be happy, pretending to um, be living our hashtag best and blessed lives, <laughs> right? But a lot of us, I feel like we we really are pretending. Not everyone, because I am sure that there are people out there that have healthy self-confidence, healthy self-love doesn't doesn't mean that they never feel maybe insecure or never feel like a little shaky on their confidence because we're humans. Of course, you know, I think that's a part of life. But specifically, I feel like a lot of people are walking around with shattered senses of themselves, with shattered self-confidence, shattered self-worth. For me, I know for a fact that I did, and it showed up in pretty much, again, every aspect of my life, from lack of boundaries to people-pleasing to really nasty negative self-talk to feeling just just all that stuff that I've talked about on previous podcast episodes over the last few years. I think my very first podcast episode, which is honestly very embarrassing for me, but I refuse to delete it, <laughs> is um something about India Ari waist beads and something else you have to scroll back I think it was the very first episode and that was back in maybe uh what 2018 2019 I'm not even sure a few years ago and I was talking about how my self-confidence was shattered and I was going to get waist beads and I was just so mortified and embarrassed by my body oh my god and y'all I still got the same almost the same body I still got a little pooch I got a little belly um, you know, I, I still got that. 
<laughs> but I feel differently about myself now, which is it's it's crazy as in crazy good. I'm not saying that every day is a love fest, but I definitely feel different different about my body now. But again, this was a few years ago. Who showed you that it was okay to aim high and go for your dreams while also just being yourself? For me, it was radio host Big Boy, Oprah, and KTLA news reporter Gail Anderson. In part, these people are the reason why this podcast specifically exists. This is the power of Black representation in media. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is more than a podcast. It's a celebration of Blackness from NPR where every voice is as distinct and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In this collection, you'll find stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment. Each episode, a living account of what it means to be Black today. From the intricate narratives of The Wire to the wisdom of Michelle Obama and the urgent call for reparations, Black Stories, Black Truths really is the truth. Space wasn't always made for our perspective, so NPR's new collection is necessary as it celebrates the richness of the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Feeling more grounded and relaxed is Black girl peace for me. And so I really need that while doing things like uh, tackling my to-do list or even braving this crazy LA traffic. If you know, you know. So something that helps me tap in is Recess Mood. It's a delicious sparkling water made to enhance your relaxation time and mood without any alcohol involved. So what you will get instead is real fruit, mood lifting magnesium, and stress balancing adaptogens. And again, no alcohol plus no added sugar. So I've tried all the flavors and I really, really like strawberry rose. It's like um, a little burst of peace in the middle of chaos because again, for real, navigating this Cali traffic is insane. Now, recess mood is not only my go-to for staying balanced while on the go, but it's also good for chilling at home too. It's like having a little slice of relaxation right in the palm of your hand. So next time you need a little pick-me-up without the alcohol, without the hangover, give recess mood a shot. It's been a fantastic addition to my routine. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. My hair is kinky, it's coily, it's beautiful, it's all the things, but the dryness is real, so it's also prone to feeling parched. This is why Waze Anti-Frizz Cream is my new BFF. It not only changes frizz, but helps my hair feel more hydrated. Listen, summer is coming. We are trying to be outside, going to brunch, plus traveling, and summer activities aren't always kind to our strands, okay? So let me tell you what I do for this. I wash my hair every one to two weeks. Don't sleep on Waze Detox Shampoo, by the way, if you have hard water or buildup. I detangle, I smooth in a little of the Way Anti-Frizz Cream, then shingle in my natural gel. My hair is frizz-free, it's hydrated, and it's cute for days. Love sleek styles? Waze Anti-Frizz Cream works as a heat protectant up to 450 degrees as well. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code self-care for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code self-care. And I was mortified. Like I was so embarrassed. And I just looked around and I saw these other beautiful black women who were not like um, 
you know, all chiseled in whatever, like whatever, but still just me looking around and, and just feeling like, oh my God, I'm so old and my body looks like this and just like all of that stuff. Like I just, when it comes to self-confidence, my point is when it comes to self-confidence, like I, in a pre, in the previous version of Brie, I was like scraping the bottle, the bottom, excuse me, of the barrel. And it's taken some time to get to this point where I feel more confident. I'm able to do more speaking up for myself. It's been challenging. It has not been easy, especially when you have been just conditioned to believe certain things about yourself and feel like that that version of you is the true the true version. Like the things that people say about you, the excuse me, I have the hiccups, the hurtful things, the harmful things, like we believe that that is who we are. And that is totally false. So again, a lot of us are walking around with a shattered self-esteem. And for me, like I said, that beautiful moment came in the last few days or week, whenever it was, like a week or so ago, when I just randomly out the blue had that thought that said, you don't have to be that scared little girl anymore. And so I want to tell you that too. I know I'm speaking to somebody. I don't care what your age is, 25, 35, 45, 55, 65, 75. The age part doesn't matter. This version of you that you are right now, regardless of your age, I want to tell you that if you are struggling with self-confidence and things like that, you don't have to be that scared little girl anymore. Those things that were spoken about you, those things are not you. Those things are not, don't have to be your truth. Those things don't have to be your truth. When we can release that scared little girl, the one that was inside of us, the one that we had to be, again, to that had to do her best to keep us safe, whether it was physically, emotionally, mentally, like that's a huge responsibility. Children are not put here to carry that kind of weight, but it happens all the time. People go out there and they have kids and they just destroy them. Sometimes intentionally, which is terrible, but a lot of times unintentionally because a lot of people, everyone has conditions that they're kind of in, in, in autopilots that they're running on, right? But I feel like children are the ones, obviously, that really carry that weight. And I know that I did, and I know a lot of Black women that I've spoken to, they have as well, or they did in the past. They had to as well for various reasons, so if your confidence is shattered, I want you just to think about that. What, what kind of obstacles did you face as a child? What things did you endure? What things did you experience? What did you have to go through? What words were people speaking over you? What, 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 what things were you called? You know, were you dealing with any type of insecurity situations? Like, were you guys always being evicted? Were you guys always, you know, was there never food in the refrigerator? Like, were you always having to wear the quote unquote bummy clothes, you know, the borrowed clothes? Were you told that you were um, not the good child 
verbally or unverbally, you know, you weren't pretty enough, you were too dark, too light, you know, there's just so many ways that we could have been conditioned to believe that we were not good enough. And those blows to our self-esteem and those blows to our confidence were major for a lot of us. But I'm here to tell you, like, if you're still kind of like running on autopilot, I want you to have kind of like a wake up call today and realize that you right now, again, regardless of age, because that's not the point. Um, so in other words, I don't care how long it might have taken you to get to this point and you hearing these words and having your own personal aha moment. You do not have to operate as that scared little girl anymore. You do not have to let that scared version of you run the show anymore. You are you are empowered right now to let that older version of you know, hey, thank you. I love the way you provided for me. I love the way you had my back. I'm sorry that you had to go through X, Y, Z and maybe write it down, the things that you had to go through. And, and tell yourself, like, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. And that was not your fault. It was not cool and it was not your fault. Sometimes we just need to acknowledge some of the things that we've gone through and see it on paper just to just to kind of give you an understanding. Again, because we run on autopilot, we don't think that these things are big deals, Right. The way that something might have happened to you or something that someone might have said to you. But when you see it on paper, you're like, oh, snap. That's that's big. That did happen to me. Like, imagine that thing happening to your child right now. The things that we kind of brush off is like, oh, you know, it did happen. But like, imagine that happening to your child right now. Imagine someone walking up to your child and telling your child, your daughter, okay, that she... um like 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 that someone wishes your your child had never been born or um someone uh, an adult walking up to your child and saying man you are so fat or god can't you do any better than this you know what i'm saying like just imagine those experiences happening to your child you would be ready to fight somebody right because it's not acceptable it's not acceptable, but those things happen to us and we just, we just have been taught to kind of like brush over it and brush it off. And then we don't understand why we feel the way that we do about ourselves sometimes, especially, especially when times get hard. When times are easy, of course, it's easy to be happy-go-lucky and life is good and we can gloss over the stuff that happened to us in our past. But baby, let me tell you, when times is hard, that's when that true stuff, that like that real deep stuff starts to come out and you don't even know where it's coming from. You think you're having these, these ideas and thoughts, but it's not even you. It's like that conditioning that you got 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago. You feel me? So when times are hard, like I know, at least for me, when when something pops up, I know automatically <laughs> because actually I did have something pop up very recently and I started to spiral and my and my confidence just went into the toilet <laughs> and I just started to freak out and panic like I'm still working through some things even today. 
even today. But when times are hard, that's when that stuff starts to come out. If you're paying attention, if you're able to just kind of like be more self-aware, if that makes sense, you'll, you'll notice like that stuff start to come out, especially when times are tough, when you're dealing with a problem. That's when things just kind of bubble up to the surface. You may not know where it stems from, but that's when things start to kind of like bubble up to the surface. But I know a lot of us went through some stuff, like I said before, that totally shattered our our self-confidence. And for me, a part of liberation for me, part of my healing work, a part of my story. (laughs) And I used to wonder why I went through the things that I went through. But I'm starting to understand that my story and the way that I share my story, the way that I communicate with you on the podcast, the way that I... Um, just talk about some of the things that I talk about, I realize now, like, this is, I don't want to say this is why XYZ happened to you. Because I don't want to, like, brush it off, like, yeah, this is, you had to go through this so that you could do X, so that you could have this podcast, you know what I'm saying? Um, But I'm starting to understand how and why it's a part, like, my story is a part of what I do. My story is is a big why behind what I do and the things that I say. And I love that, honestly, because it not only allows me to share, but it helps me to continue with my healing. What we hide, we can't heal from. What we hide, we cannot heal from. You can't. It's just simple as that. So back to the self-confidence, like I said, a part of my healing work is increasing my confidence because when I'm able to increase my confidence, um, I, of course, it like everything is so connected. Everything is so connected. So increased confidence for me also would mean increased liberation, increased joy, increased abundance, like all the things like it's all for me. It's all connected. It's all connected. And some of the things that you are going to see happen once you start to allow yourself to step into the role of the adult versus allowing that scared little girl to run the show is you will start to see your life change. But it's going to start, it has to start with you obviously being real about the things that happened to you. And I would highly suggest you, if if necessary, working with a counselor, working with a, uh, a therapist, working with, at minimum, a trusted friend that is able to hold space for you because everyone cannot hold space for you. But working with someone or talking to someone that can hold safe space for you. So that you can start to work through some of this stuff. Because the more that that you heal, the more your confidence is going to be allowed to increase. And that was one of the biggest things I noticed once I like allowed my scared little girl to take a seat. One of the things that I do to increase my confidence is 
talk to myself in a way where I'm just hyping myself up. I think I talked about this a little bit before, but I have this thing that I do called <laughs> past be excuse me, past Brie and future Brie. And I do this because I noticed that I say a lot of negative things, even still to this day, about myself. As aware as I am, as much as I realize that one of my values or what I'm trying to value is just the way that I honor and love myself. But the way that I speak to myself sometimes, like it requ- it still requires work and it may always require awareness and work. It may always. But I do this thing called past Brie and future Brie. And to explain it very quickly in a nutshell, how can I explain this? Um, so how about I give you an example? <laughs> so I make coffee almost every day. And I have a French press, you know, the little um, you put your it's a glass jar and it has a little plunger thing on top and you put your coffee grinds, um, the, your coffee grounds in it. And then you put the hot water in, you put the little top on, you wait about three, four minutes. You know, I know you guys know what a French press is, right? Anyway, so you, if you have a French press or you're aware of a French press, you know that it has to be clean so that you can use it the next time. Right. And so I try my best to set myself up for a happy day, I'm doing air quotes, a happy day by <laughs> cleaning it so that future Brie, when she gets it, doesn't have to do as much work. But there are times when I don't do it. So when that happens the next day, I'll look at it and I used to be like, Ugh. like just really disgusted with myself. Like I just really just did the worst thing in the world right so i'm just like oh my god you couldn't even clean this out god you know what i mean just really getting down on myself about a stupid french press so i don't do that anymore or i try not to when those days happen i will say something to myself like you know future brie or i'll say something like you know give past brie some grace she did the very best that she could But, you know, she forgot and sometimes, you know, life happens and it's okay. And I'll say those kind of things, you know, to myself. And then sometimes I'll even hype myself up. I'll say things like the day before and now I'm past Brie. Hopefully this is making sense. But as I'm cleaning out that thing, I'll say something like, you know, future Brie is really going to appreciate the time you took to take care of her today. So I just find little ways to honor and love on future Brie and past Brie. You'll have to get creative and come up with some things on your own. But so hopefully, again, that makes sense. But to increase my self-confidence, to increase my just how I feel about myself, to find ways to give, extend myself grace, okay, and, and, and honor my humanity, I do that thing, you know, very regularly where I will speak on behalf of either past Brie or future Brie. And it really helps to grind, grind, ground me in the moment and to 
hear the words that I'm saying, to be very aware of what I'm saying about myself. Because if we tear ourselves down at every opportunity, our confidence and the way we feel about ourselves, it is never going to improve. It just is not. So it really honestly starts with us. Again, we're not, we don't have to be that scared little girl anymore. That scared little girl was probably someone who had an adult or adults or authority figure, figures, excuse me, in her life that would yell at her, shout at her, call her name, say she's stupid, say, why can't you do this right? Why did you do it this way? You know what I'm saying? Like, and there wasn't much that we could do but be afraid and 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 try our best to just not step on any toes or make mistakes or you know be in the line of sight of that person that had the power over us to harm us intentionally or unintentionally and to say things about us that just cut us to our core but now that we're older again 20 30 40 50 years later 60 years later, 70 years later. We don't have to be that version of us anymore. And so it's our responsibility if we do want to lean into more healing practices and liberation and joy and freedom and and, and all those beautiful things that are around us that we deserve to have. We have to take control of the things that we say about ourselves and how we treat ourselves if we want to see that confidence go up. And there's definitely other ways, but I feel like it starts with us because the things that people say that hype us up, I feel like those things are temporary versus the things that you can tell yourself or the things that you can do for yourself. I, th- I feel like those things are more... Um, Maybe even not necessarily more permanent, but they since it's coming from us, it just it, it hits differently. Like it, it it means something different to me versus someone giving us a compliment, and which is great. Don't get me wrong, I love that. We need to learn how to accept compliments that that you know honor us. But I feel like when we do the work and and we're the ones that are speaking to ourselves in such a way. It, it's just, it's a different thing, if that makes sense. So you're going to be able to increase your confidence when we uh, continue doing the work of allowing that scared little girl to just feel safe with us. Um, so yeah, the confidence will go up. You will just likely have better relationships, not only with yourself, but with other people, relationship, like love relationships or love interests relationships uh, with your employers, with your family, with your friends and things like that. Um, I guess my point is like you, you have the freedom to, you have the freedom to just feel more confident in yourself and your abilities now more than ever. Now probably much more than you realize than you did. If you've been operating like in hurt little girl mode, you need to consider connecting with her, like speaking to her, just like I'm speaking to you and letting her know that it's okay for her to kind of like pull back and allow you to take the reins. 
it's very liberating. I promise you that. It can be hard, but it's very, very liberating. And I want that for you. I, I really do. Just like I want it for myself. I want that for you too. So that's something that I've been kind of kind of working through as of late, just healing that trauma and doing the work. And you know, I think I'll do another episode maybe next week on what the quote unquote work means because I don't want to make this episode too long. Usually my episodes stop around here, but I think my next episode is going to be a very quick one talking about like, what does it mean to do the work? (laughs) What does it mean to do the work? I know we hear that phrase everywhere. I talk about it a little bit here on the podcast, but let's talk about that next week in a quick episode. And because you might be like, well, what the hell is the work? (laughs) Am I doing the work? How do I do the work? Like, what is the work, sis? You, what is what is the work, and what is why is it necessary? So maybe in my next episode, I will talk about that. Like, what is the work, and why is it necessary for Black women who are healing from the effects of of oppression and and racism and um, just all the just all the shenanigans, right? Capitalism and all the other stuff. So, like, what is the work? Why is it important? So that that's what I'll talk about in the next episode. So hopefully you will tune in. But that's it for this week's episode. Hopefully, you know, just me sharing these thoughts on self-confidence and our scared little girls, our inner inner child, inner children, I guess you should say. Hopefully that spurred some thought for you. Hopefully that spurred some ideas of maybe where some healing, more healing can be uh, focused for you. If you have any questions, you can email me at connect at browngirlselfcare.com. Again, that's connect at browngirlselfcare.com. That is it for this week's episode of the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Have a blessed week and I will see you next Monday. Take care.